podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome once again to the Leeds Up podcast ahead of game week 11 of the 22-23 Premier League season, episode 170 on the club's birthday as well. Happy birthday, Leeds United. Uh, I'm James and today I'm joined by Rocco Dean. Hello. And Andy. All right. What the bloody hell are you doing back? I ain't got a clue, mate. I haven't got a bloody clue. I just thought I'd come and uh, come say hello. Ah, lovely stuff. Glad to have you, mate. Coming up, we'll discuss our game against Arsenal and all the power cuts. We'll also preview our game against Leicester and Fulham. These things don't change, do they? Uh, Rocco, you went at the game yesterday. Sadly, you had, were booked in for a marathon. How was your marathon? Let's get that out of the way. Uh, it was good, thanks. Yes, um, I hadn't trained very much, um, but I managed to... Missed my PB by 90 seconds, so I was quite happy with that. But yeah, not a day for PBs yesterday, clearly. That's that's also a bit annoying, isn't it, when you've run all that way and you're only 90 seconds out. You're going to have to do another <laughs> one, Rocker. No chance. <laughs> Did you see that bloke who uh, bet his mate six years ago that he'd lead the London Marathon at some point? He bet his mate, he was like, oh, I'm going to lead the London Marathon at one point. Then some bellend just charged at the beginning past all these like world-class marathon runners and got to the front. <laughs> but no, none of the cameras picked him up because they were like, well, he's just going to gas, isn't he? And just a waste of time. I did see a, a picture of someone doing that, but I didn't realise that was what had happened. Power cut, Andy. Two minutes into the game. That it was, was 20, annoying. It was 23 seconds, wasn't it? Was that all it was? I think so, yeah. Unless yeah. I've been lied to on the old television. But yeah, it was well annoying. And it just made me laugh that it was just to fix VAR, which absolutely shafted us anyway. We'll come on to that. The screens that had gone off at that time, we would have been fine. So, yeah. Yeah, I've watched the highlights. It's quite funny, though, because um, after the marathon, I was I like, got my phone and was looking at Twitter, and it was like 2.30. And all I was seeing was tweets saying like, oh, it's 35 minutes and we haven't conceded. This is going well, like loads of them. But it didn't click at all. I just thought, all oh, right, cool, we're doing well. <laughs> And then my dad messaged me to tell me what was actually going on. I watched the half-hour ones on, on Sky Sports, so I have an idea of uh, how it went and I have an opinion on the incidents, even if I can't talk about how the players played. We It felt like we started well. They were they were up for it. Arsenal were doing the Arsenal thing, playing very wide. And Can I disagree with you already? I've been back <laughs> for two seconds and I'm here to bloody disagree. I, I thought first half we were dog. No, I think I think we were good. I think Arsenal were just doing particularly well. The second half completely changed, and we were we were the dominant force. We we're keeping like quite a few of them at bay, and I think as I was saying, Arsenal like tend to pin their wingers out wide, which meant we had loads of space in the middle, which is what we've lacked in a lot of games. You know, when Marsh tries to play penis ball through the middle, so it, it kind of uh, it played to our advantage, I thought. But I, I thought that we looked solid at the back, but we looked absolutely terrified going forward. Hmm. I thought, obviously, in the good old days, maybe 18 months ago, we played without fear. And I thought first half yesterday, we played with too much fear and looked like we respected them too much. Then second half came out, balls to the wall, and did better. I wouldn't have said we played well first half. I thought we looked solid, but I didn't think we looked a threat going forward at all. 
Yeah, I remember saying to the guy next to me, actually, I was like, we just need to be brave. And because uh, <laughs> Marsh has talked about that all the time. And I think we, we were doing all the right things when I say we were playing well. But you're right. It was that final third, just being brave to play a pass or have a shot. Or There's no one making any overlapping runs or anything. So you'd kind of get to the halfway line and go, oh, bollocks, now what? Am I passing it backwards? Am I passing it sideways? And it inevitably ended up just back at their feet. I do, however, sorry to bother you. I thought Strike was unbelievable at left back. I think he's turned into a, a left back. Yeah, Pascal's been good. I think um, him and Sinistera down that side. Sinistera was the one who was being brave and running at them and, and giving a space in that first half. And he's exciting to watch, isn't he? But yeah, Pascal's he's he's proving to be very good in that position and he's making it difficult for Furpo to get in, which is also very nice. Yeah, I think we didn't mention uh, Stroke really after the Palace game because, uh, yeah, I thought it was brilliant um, in the first half of that game as well. He's, I think he looks good. Like, people always say, he's, you know, he's, he's probably never going to be a natural left-back, but he did look a natural left-back that day. Um, so, yeah, glad to hear he's, he's continued it. Uh, Rasmus as well on the opposite side. He, I thought he had a, a great game. Martinelli's, a, oh, he's just a pest, isn't he? He's such a good player. He was good for them last year at Ellen Road as well, but um, Rasmus was just on point. Well, he's found form at the right time because with Bill breathing down his neck, I think he's finally gone, shh, I better turn up here. And I, feel, I, th- I thought against Palace, he were good as well. He just doesn't seem to be this bombing on player that I thought he was going to be when we signed him. He, he, he's great at the back. Mm, great, a bit bold, actually. He's all right at the back, but he don't bomb on like I was hoping. My favourite Rasmus thing I've noticed, I don't know if you boys have noticed it, is that he does the proper... When it when someone's like looking like they're gonna bomb on and go past him, or the ball's going down his side, he kind of puts his head down and puffs and goes, and then just goes beast mode and pegs it. It's brilliant. Yeah, he's a bit of a lamb beast, isn't he? There was a t- I think he sort of chased he chased Martinelli back yesterday, and Martinelli was like they'd they'd switched across, and Martinelli had just stopped. He'd like completely outrun him. So yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he's good. I think he's get. I think part of it with him, in terms of like you say, supporting the attacks his fitness and getting used to Premier League um, because in the first few games he was kind of just sat in no man's land of like not really defending and not really attacking whereas he seems to be doing a bit more of that so I wouldn't be surprised if his fitness goes up another notch then you start to see him overlapping more. Double hard as well isn't he? I would not want to fate him. Is he? Is he though? Is he, is he like Pontus like soft as hard man? Oh, he's terrifying. <laughs> I, he's, he looks terrifying. He looks like a big scary beast. I love him. Yeah, first half they obviously scored. Uh, there was a little error from a player. <laughs> oh, I've got a hot take on this. Do you want to hear it? Yes. I've got sympathy for Rodrigo here. So yeah. I don't know if it's because... This like, marathon's gone through already, hasn't it? <laughs> well, I don't know if it's because I'd, like, I'd read about it before I'd seen it. So I just feel like the reaction's like a massive overreaction. Like, it's not like he played Saka clean through. And also, I think it's pretty obvious that he just was playing it into space. Like, he didn't see Saka, like, hugging the touchline. So, what, I think it's unlucky. What you're saying is Pascal should have done better, Rocker. <laughs> the team could have done better, to be fair. Like, there was a, there was a passage of play after that. Uh, so, I, I'm, I'm not blaming Rodrigo for that goal. It was a, it was a, if he had better options and simpler options, but I think it's an overre- overreaction. Absolutely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely wrong. I think even Marsh said, uh, said he, he did. Like, even Rodrigo said, <laughs> well, well, yeah, yeah. Well, Marsh, Marsh sort of said, 
uh yeah we don't really practice that was <laughs> kind of his words <laughs> yeah we don't we don't tend to kick the ball back across the defense it's not something we try to practice is that is that a screen grab someone's taken of him just like in a crossing position <laughs> just like back into his own half one thing i will say though rocco mate is that it's a hell of a finish by saka it's a good it's a stupid goal to be fair but playing him in there is criminal all you got to do is twat it upfield like done for a rest at game. He must have known that no one's making any runs. If he'd been watching the first half, Mr. Rodrigo, he'd have realised that no one's making any moves forward. No one's making any moves to the wing. Just like, get rid of it, get it safe. If, Sa- if Saka wasn't there and he does that pass, then the crowd just go, you know, start roaring and, and off. No, they go, oh, attacking, throwing to Arsenal. Oh. <laughs> so, 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 Andy, you, you wanted you wanted someone to be brave and attack in that first half. Rodrigo yeah, yeah. Rodrigo tried to attack. Yeah, yeah but he's attacked the wrong goal. If, he, <laughs> if he's attacking, he's playing the ball forward. He's not playing it across his back line with one of the quickest players going, right, is he? I want yeah. them to take risks. I want them to be bold and brave and do what Bielsa says and just do whatever comes into their heads. Whatever goes into their head. He's a, oh, dearie me. <laughs> what, what, um, what I find baffling really about Rodrigo is that in that number 10... He's a footballer and someone <laughs> paid 30 million quid for him. In that number 10 position, he doesn't come deep for it and like do anything... I, you don't seem to see anything productive from him, but yesterday he played number nine. He's coming deep and actually doing a lot of good stuff. You think, what is the difference? You've like stepped up the pitch another five yards. There is no difference. So that was weird. It's like he gets another air of confidence about him playing that position. But um, I saw on his Instagram that he said it was a picture of him looking all sad. And it said, many times the learning process is given through the error. My bad yesterday. And then he says, looking forward to the next one. Is he looking forward to doing another error again? Like he's not, he's not very clear with his English. Looking forward to learning more by doing more errors. So yeah, they scored that goal. That was upsetting. Half time, we went in. I assume Jesse put a rocket up them, made them feel like brave young men, and they came out. And <laughs> and second half, we were Andy. We were very good, weren't we? In that second half, we were all right. <laughs> we, we dominated them in that second we half. We dominated the second half, but we need a finisher, don't we? I've obviously seen it back. I think Bamford's goal should stand. I think it's soft defending. There's a bit of a nudge, but it's not like he's absolutely rammed him, is it? So we I go for- on and do all right. I forgot that when you come on, we just jump ahead like 20 minutes. Yeah, he scored straight after half time. <laughs> yeah, no, but I haven't really got there yet. All so right, I'll go back in my box. <laughs> see you in 18 months. No, <laughs> I think, but that's it. I think if we had a striker who could, well, it's not even a striker. I think if he scores that and it stands, he gets his confidence and he's all right. He's it's, desperate for a goal, isn't he? It's, what, it's, what's the old ones? Fine margins, is it? Yeah, it's it's really hard, isn't it? Because we are a better team with him on the pitch. But I mean, it's, it's like we're back to the narrative of 2019 again, isn't it? Where it's, you know, we're, we're dominating games. We're not scoring because when he gets a chance, he doesn't take it. And you know, in that in that second half, possession wise, we had more overall in the game. We had sixty eight percent of the chances. Our xG, if you bother to look at xG, was two. Theirs was not point eight two. Our expected points was two point two seven. Theirs was not point five two. It was an absolute dicking, basically. <laughs> like we in the second the second half, we were we were brilliant, and that's what we wanted ever since the Chelsea game, and, and we got it. Another day, he gets a hat trick. He's just rusty. He's just rusty. I, I don't think he had a bad game. 
Is it Rusty? I think it's Rusty in his mind as well, you know, stepping up to that. I don't think anyone around us expected him to score it. Oh, I did. I'm not around you, am I? So that's probably still valid. I, 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 I couldn't see a scenario where he missed it. I thought, here we go, we're on. That shows how much I know, doesn't it? I don't think he's Rusty. I think he's just, this is what he is. And especially when you're talking about a penalty, you can't be Rusty for a penalty. I, I, I don't buy that. I just think this is, this is Bamford, isn't it? He's, he scored an overhead kicking training the other week. He can't be that rusty, can he? Well, it's good when there's no fans there. Oh, I've got nothing there. <laughs> I just, I, I don't I, know. I, I think he needs to prove himself. And I don't want to like discount what he did that in that first season in the Premier League. But behind closed doors was different. I, I don't know. I, I, I think he's so important that he has to play. So mm. we need to we need to hope that he he does start scoring. He took his goal beautifully that was disallowed, and he did lots of good things. But yeah, I don't know. I I just I don't know if he's rusty or, or this is just the Bamford that we've known for all these years. Basically, it were just all the fumbles. There was like about three or four scrambles that on any other day would have probably bagged one or two, and he would he probably would have done. It just felt like it, it looked like a player lower confidence, didn't it? But but in all of his link up play and all of his passing in that final third and and bringing the other forwards into the game, it was so good, like so so good. But you know, added so much more value than Rodrigo did in in that game, uh, which is harsh but very true. Yeah, what you want is that confident Bamford. Like I know whether it is a behind closed door without crowds or whatnot, but those games where he just absolutely used to lash it, didn't he? You know, I, I yeah. think back to the Palace game away and. <laughs> Leicester when he got uh, a couple there and he assisted Harrison as well. He was so good in that game and we need, we just need more of that. It's in his locker. I think it's just it's a it feels like a confidence thing more than anything. Yeah, and it could be, but absolutely it could be. And you know, he, he might just start flying again and he might just be and I think he is a much better player than he was in the championship. I don't think anyone would disagree with that. I think he's getting he, he seems to be stronger, faster, you know, he, he's he's got a great all-round game. So, yeah, maybe when he does get one he will just take off. Yeah, what is, that is a concern. Like you were saying then, Jim, before, it's like he'd, he'd do a couple of good things, but then it's he'd just hang on to it a bit too long or it'd just run away from him to it. I think if he got that goal, he'd have had a couple. But That's the difference between, you know, £8 million Bamford who's had to be uh, be elsered to Gabriel Jesus, you know, because, like, I mean... Or, he, or, on the flip side, £8 million Bamford and £30 million Rodrigo. Well, yeah, there is that. But yeah, you know, you look at Jesus and he he didn't have the best of games, but that's just, I think, partly, well, a lot of that is we just defended well against him. But he's so good at bullying defenders. He's so strong and he's, he's so good with his feet. Intricate little dribbling. But yeah, I don't know. I I think one thing I found that Bamford is very good at is is pretending to be assaulted at Ellen Road. He seems to... Uh, he seems to have that down to a fine T. Are you jumping forward 20 minutes? <laughs> I am jumping forward 20 Thank minutes. Thank you, Rocco. Thank you, mate. <laughs> I wouldn't have had a problem with uh, with with uh, turning the decision away if it was because there was no contact. But to turn to turn that penalty decision around is an absolute disgrace. To say that the defender turned, looked at Bamford, stepped in his way. I actually cannot believe that they turned it around for a foul on him. It is. It, it's just baffling and it, it leaves you thinking that they're cheating and I, I don't think they are but it's a disgrace that I cannot get my head around it and he's definitely lashed out but it's like mm. what's the varying degree of lashing out he's absolutely twatted him right and they've gone 
oh no, it's only half a twat, so it's going to be a yellow card. <laughs> it, it was it was ludicrous. How they can say it's, oh, it's a tangle of legs? No, he's tangled legs and booted him. The other thing as well is that they they kind of overanalyze the incidents when it's literally a goal scoring point. Because I think in the run up to that, he had his arms all over Harrison in the cross as well, and you think, well. Oh, is that not a foul in that position? What makes it any different, you know? So th- that that's where it frustrates me is that, you know, you're on a different point in the pitch. It becomes a different decision. That's that's not right. It's crazy. And you, you touch a defender and they just go to the floor and it's a free kick. And, you know, it, it, it's, the you know, the ailing flops thing. It, it's The whole game is just, it's, it's basically because the referees are cowards and, and just far, far too soft. And the, the, the players can do whatever they want now and, you know, the first goal, you know, probably in today's rules, it is a foul. But then it's not good for football that it's a foul. The defender needs to, like, have to be strong. Like, the defenders should have to be strong, not go down knowing that they're going to get a free kick if, if a goal's scored. It's ludicrous. Well, in the 79th minute as well, uh, Bamford had his shirt tugged, didn't he, when he was approaching the box? I think it was Saliba yeah. who was, who was um, well, trying to mark him, and he was already on a yellow. If Bamford goes down, like you know, you say there about being strong. If Bamford goes down, we get a free kick on the edge of the box. They're down to ten men with you know ten minutes, fifteen minutes to go, um, and it's a different thing altogether. That that's where it's frustrating. You know why why isn't that kind of thing called back where it could mm-hmm. potentially be a massive game changer as well? That one as well. There was no advantage. Like if Bamford would have got there and got a shot away, then fine. He'd had, he'd barely got there. I mean, it, I think he just reached it ahead of the keeper, but not to get a shot away. That should have been pulled back a hundred percent by the ref. I mean, not by VAR. Tyler Adams is the best American footballer of all time. <laughs> He's up there with Brendan Aronson, isn't he? You know, like. It used to be the Ben White Man of the Match Award. It feels like it's now just the Tyler Adams Man of the Match Award. I absolutely love him. He's just a destroyer. His hustle is um, enviable, isn't it? Like he's he's just a bully in the middle of the pitch, and I think he put them under a lot of pressure. And but you know, especially like players like Odegaard, and you give them too much time, and they just tear us apart. Because that's the thing is when you watched Arsenal at times, they always had two passes on. And so Rocker and Adams had to work really hard in the penalty moment as well. Adams was awesome running back to stop Tommy Assey, who looked like he was trying to scuff the penalty spot from where I was. He shoved him straight off that. He got them all out of Bamford's ear as well. He was doing a good job of kind of marshalling the area, which I, I liked as well. Jump back 20 minutes now. Sorry. Well, that was a joke as well. I want to have a rant about that. Like the fact that the Arsenal players, none of them were in the box. And then when the penalty is given, they all stream into the box to delay him. Like, oh God, it's so frustrating. Hate all these this gamesmanship that's just allowed. Like, just put a stop to it. I think that's why it got overturned in '98 or whenever it was. They've just gone. That's the same as the foul for the goal. He's pushed him. He's pushed him. Have a word, and that's it. That's the kind of ugly win that a team like they need, isn't it? It's the sort of uh, result that pundits say. Oh, you can have an off day, still win the game, and they're the sort of teams that win the title. It's a cliche performance, wasn't it? And it's a load of bollocks too, because <laughs> however we can say, oh yeah, we we played well, which I'm not sure we did all right. I hope we played that for 90 minutes against Leicester and put some goals in, in back at net. But you kind of go, what's the point in that if, you, if you're not getting any points for it? We need points at the moment. Yeah, this is what me and Rocco have been saying the last few weeks is, we just need points from somewhere. <laughs> like, doesn't matter if it's a good performance. We just need some points on the board now. It makes the next ones big, doesn't it? it makes mm. them very big indeed. Anything else on 
Arsenal you want to cover? I still love Ben White. He's yeah. a glorious thing, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Why did he go to them? Well, obviously, there's a lot of reasons why he went to them. But So, yeah, Leicester, Thursday night, it's on Amazon Prime. Won 48, lost 45, drawn 34. Last season was up at, at Leicester was Marsh's first game in charge at Leeds and we dominated them in that game and there's no reason why we shouldn't dominate them again this time. We might dominate them and just not get the result. There you go. We dominated because they played the Bielsa way. So I, I started digging into some Leicester forums and uh, they're all very nervous because Madison is out. He got a yellow card in like the 94th minute, took him to his fifth of the season, fifth yellow card of the season, so he's banned for that one, which is glorious. But a few people on the forums were saying, uh, they're, well, they're very nervy, let's say. Uh, this guy said, I'm on a flight for the entirety of this game and not one of the good flights that shows games or has Wi-Fi. Result. Uh, Leeds want revenge for last year when they were a lot better than us, yet we scraped to win. And this guy said, would genuinely rather eat my own pubes than watch this. So, My God. What flights show games on them? (laughs) (laughs) That's blown my mind. (laughs) Do they really? I think he's lying. He sounds like a fool. Maybe we should eat some pubes. I was speaking to a Leicester fan on Twitter the other day. Uh, he's a fan of my books, um, just because they're so great. And um, he wants Rogers out. He absolutely just, yeah, can't see any way forward with him. Um, I was really surprised. Um, I'd have prob- Rogers in. Mm. <laughs> you'd, you'd <have laughs> it's a weird one with Rogers because he strikes me as an all right manager, and I think it's a deeper problem than him. Leicester. It was a bit weird that Schmeichel left in summer. He's been um, bobbins though, hasn't he? His uh, new club, Nice. I don't yeah, think he's been dropped. Yeah, he's been dropped and there's been apparent fallout, something. It'll be interesting to see if Leicester um, try and play out from the back uh, into our hands or whether they'll go direct against us, which would be the smart thing. Vardy. It'll be an Everton and Villa thing again and Wolves thing where they just sit and waste mm-hmm. time and be horrible. But will we win it? Can we win it? We can definitely win it. We're going to kill him as Rocker. <laughs> Is Vardy playing? Is Vardy past it? Past the ball or dead? <laughs> um, past the ability to run past all the defenders and smash it into the net. The roof <laughs> like, of the net normally. He'd just come back from injury when uh, I saw him at the game last year there. And he looked, yeah, he looked like he'd lost a yard. And that's his entire game, isn't it? So, yeah. you know. Now that you've said that, or we've said that. What happened to his missus? Doesn't he, he owe someone two and a half million quid for calling Rooney's <laughs> wife a bellend or something? <laughs> I'm not sure how that ended up, actually. Agatha Christie. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they owe quite a bit of cash. Called him a bellend. It was something like that, wasn't it? There's only one good thing about Leicester, anyway. It's Leicester Forest East. The rest of it's guff. We're going to preview Fulham <laughs> as well, just because of the timings of this. So, which feels like it's ages away, but it's not. What are they saying on their forums? Nothing. They don't have any. Well, I found a very minute forum and all they keep saying, or all they were talking about in any sort of reference to Leeds was about Dan James and saying, I don't know what value he brings. <laughs> so <laughs> so they're, they're not massively enamored by Dan James down there. They must, they must understand their football pretty well then. Sound like knowledgeable, knowledgeable creatures in Fulham. What have you got against Daniel James? 
Oh, can we can we uh, go back twenty minutes? And um, I wanted to know if uh, if Somerville played well. I know he obviously skied that chance, which I wasn't happy about. Um, how did he do otherwise? Did he do anything? Skied that chance. <laughs> that was kind of it, really. He he came on, did a few little runs, did some nice passing, got an attempt on goal and missed it. So yeah, okay. He's got great hair though. So. Leicester, you you're both not sure that we can win it. Fulham, you're not sure we can win it. I think we I think we need to win them both, and I think we can win them both. It just depends. It's, it seems like a bit of um, groundhog day that we don't really have a plan B. Rocco, you have us down for a loss against Leicester. Yeah, we always lose at Leicester in my experience. I've got us down for a win, and I've got us down for a win at Fulham. You've got us down for a win at Fulham as well. Nice. Well, I've got us tracking perfectly. I said that we'd have nine points at this stage, and we do. Oh, when nice. you take out the Man U and Forest games. So I'm winning, even though I've only predicted one result correctly. <laughs> Did you do a thing where you played out the whole season? Yeah. yeah. You've not been listening, Andy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't even listen in, in my heyday. <laughs> he, didn't didn't have, to this. he didn't have a heyday. <laughs> Well, Andy, you're welcome to submit yours for the rest of the season. Would you take three points? There's a question from the next two games. I want six. Uh, I would. I would be disappointed if we only got three. I'd take three. Put it in defeatist, the pocket. Defeatist attitude, there, my friend. Yeah, I mean that's probably it. What else do we want to talk about? Is there anything else? Have you not got any sort of uh, birthday celebrations or surprises for us? I haven't done any birthday. Surprises or celebrations? Have you? No. <laughs> no. Well, yes, I have. I'm wearing my centenary uh, kappa hoodie. Oh, yes. So you are. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my yeah. birthday suit. Enjoy that image. <laughs> Fantasy Football League. We've got one of those set up. Go on the Leeds that website. You can join there. Uh, we, I don't know. Like, I think we've dropped under ten places. We had a bad weekend. We left a load of Leeds players in. And Arsenal players. That was never going to go well, was it? Who's top of the full of scum players? Wow, we've had this chat. So let's kick them all out. So at these the people en- with no morals who put scum and Chelsea players in their teams. Yeah. So at the end of the season, if we, if we, if we find you, you will be disqualified. You won't be in with a chance to win prizes. Put it that way. What's the prize? Don't know. We're hoping you can provide some, Andy. You got anything you want rid of out your house? I've got one of Rocco's books somewhere. <laughs> Oh, no scum players in the in the top team. Oh, there's a Chelsea player there. Yeah, no morals. See you. There. I think we might have a Chelsea player in ours. What? <laughs> Joke. What is your word? Andy, you've had a long time to think about this, so come on. <laughs> I am relieved to see that we are not shit. Had a very good performance against Arsenal. It was massively disappointing that we lost. Uh, and I've only just about moved on. Um, and I'll be relieved if we can get some points in the next two games. I'm sure Jesse Marsh will be relieved as well if he gets some points because there'll be a big question mark on him after that if we don't. Uh, my word is uh, travesty. It was a travesty that we didn't get any, any points out of that game. And a travesty with VAR all the way through. Bumming. <laughs> I think someone is due a bumming off us. <laughs> I think we're going to absolutely smash somebody in. It better be sooner rather than later. 
because it is, like you say, frustrating at the minute. Right, that's it from uh, Leads That Podcast. Just one quick message before we go. Yeah, we've had a few messages about where Paul is at the moment, and we just wanted to address that Paul has been away from the podcast. He is taking some time to look after his family and will be back as soon as possible. But I miss you, Paul, mate, if you're listening. So, yeah, take care and we'll, we'll see you soon. Who's Paul? <laughs> Podcast Network.